around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are excited to talk to you this week and celebrate with you the calendar date of July the 4th, 2019. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. The we've year been around of our Lord. The year of our <laughs> Lord. We have been around 1776 till now, and we are excited to celebrate this season of the year. Um, and it's very, very important that as the church, we stand strong on the traditions that have made this country great. And so Terry and I are honored and both delighted to minister to you this week and to talk to you about wonderful things that we know from the Word of God will build your faith and strengthen your soul and then help you just continue to walk by faith. Amen? No, that's right. And uh, just based on what you just said, made me think of Ronald Reagan's quote. Uh, President Reagan said, I believe with all my heart that standing up for America means standing up for the God who has so blessed our land. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, what a wow. president that he was. And what, uh, uh, what leadership that he gave us. And I tell you what, America slipped a lot, uh, s- slipped a lot uh, no, in the right. years since, uh, since he was president and made those tremendous, uh, t- tremendous statements. Well, you know, and God, the, the, the concept that you've mentioned so many times, Terry, uh, through the years, decades that I've heard you talk about is the, the godless <coughs> communists and the godless, you know, nations right, of the right. world. And now about almost half of our country looks like they, they want to, to turn to a godless concept that, that just like the Tower of Babel, we're going to build our own thing. Oh, we don't need anybody else. The things of the past are wrong. I don't even understand how Americans today can put up with what um, the politicians are saying and politicians are doing. I mean, no, politicians right. that know absolutely nothing of what they're talking about and uh, just blurt out things off of the top of their head that have no basis in fact whatsoever. No. <laughs> and here we've had our, our, our husbands, sons, brothers, uh, fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers uh, die and shed blood and spill right. blood uh, in war after war after war defending the world from what we always called the godless Right. Communists, the people right. without God. Communists have declared that they're atheists. They don't believe in God. They're godless. And, and yet we've always stood up and said, we're going to protect this nation from the godless communists. We're protecting this nation from the godless communists. We're not allowing the godless communists to come into this area. And we've, we've shed blood. We've spent blood and treasure uh, over all these years to stand up and say, America believes in God. America uh, is a godly nation, is a Christian nation. And we're not going to allow the godless communists to take over. And now we have our own politicians in the United States of America wanting us to turn into godless right. socialists Just and like godless the of this communists. <clears throat> you know, Abraham Lincoln and so many other people have said for over all the over all the centuries and all the years that that uh, if America is defeated, it won't be from the outside. Oh, right. It won't be from any army from from around the world. It'll be the fifth column. Uh, the inside, uh, the traitors and the and the despisers and the haters and the backbiters right. and the liars and the cheats and the murderers right. from the inside 
that pervert the government and turn America into a godless exactly. <clears throat> country no, that's or right. a socialist country that we, we hate or a communist country, which we despise. And yet now, you know, think about the next war. What are we going to say about the next war? Hey, we're the, we're the godless Americans and we're going to come help you. <laughs> well, that's just absurd. The only reason no, we've helped is. people all these years is because we've been God full, God fearing, God believing, God acting, God doing uh, Americans. No, and it's and it's a definitely. And this is America's birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Tomorrow is the fourth of July, and uh, uh, well, you know, it just makes my red, white, and blue blood boil. Well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've we've got much to do. The church has a great responsibility <coughs> to continue to keep this nation strong, free, and uh, doors open to preach the gospel around yes. the world. But, you know, we're talking about the hearts of, uh, and the soul of really America, uh, having been what we've been to become this great nation, and then uh, people that want to steal that. And, I, and the bottom line is, you know, like they said about Jesus, Terry, was that he was delivered up because of jealousy. Sure. And, and that's, that's really the bottom line, um, is that, that people covet what others have, and they want not only what you have in possessions and material blessings, but they want your power, they want your influence, they want everything that you stand for, but they want to do it to on their end to consume it, as the Bible says, upon their own flesh, to be able to have the power and the, and the influence and the applause of people rather than doing what is right before God not realizing that they're going to answer to an eternal God and realizing God will not be mocked, that whatever people sow, they will reap, and that they're out there with just cavalier in the face of God, rebellious and everybody else, in the face of all common sense, all heritage, all respect and value of everything that's happened and prior to this date and time. They are so disrespectful of all of those people that have given life and blood, as you said, and given commitment to this country, and all of their, it's like we've talked about so many times that the founders of this country pledged all their possessions. They pledged everything to found this country, and they knew that if they were caught, if they were in any way um, found out, <laughs> that they would end up being uh, losing everything and, well, and tried you know, they, and killed for, for the, treason. The 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence pledged to each other. They said, we pledge our lives, right. our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Wow. You know, that's just such a powerful statement and a powerful line. And, and they meant it. No, and, right. you know, many of them lost everything they had. They right. said, we pledge our, our lives. Many of them lost their lives. One in nine of them cost them their lives. That's right. Uh, it cost many of them their total fortune, everything they had. Everything. They said, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and wow. our sacred honor. So many of them lost their lives. Many of them lost their fortunes. But you know what? Not one of them, not one of the 56 lost their sacred honor. <laughs> there was not one defector in the bunch. No, that's amazing. There was not one of the 56 that says, uh, uh, I'm, I'm turning back. I'm, I'm putting my hand to the right. plow and turning back. Yeah, I'm, no, this uh, not, not one of them turned tail and ran. Not one of them was a coward. Isn't that marvelous? And that's, that's the kind of man God's looking for. God's looking for people that are not just looking for the next flash in the pan or the, uh, you know, the, the next... Um, 
you know, exciting thing that comes down the pike on the 24-hour oh, yeah. news oh, cycle. Yeah. He's looking for people that will stand in the gap, that will fight, that will pledge their sacred honor, that Absolutely. will be willing to stand. And after having done all, stand some more and not allow hell, the enemy, the intimidation of, of men face, men and women face to face. I mean, to me, it's, a, it's amazing how vulgar and just downright mean-spirited so many of the women are on the other side. Oh, you know? yeah, they're not, they're not ladies. They're not, they're not women. They're just, uh, they make a mockery of their, of their gender. They make a mockery of their country. It's, it's just, really sad. Uh, it's, it's insane. You've got people like Maxine Waters. You've got people like this new congresswoman, uh, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> I mean, AOC, they call her. She, she, you know, she's amazing. She blurts stuff off the top of her head. She has no intelligence, no information, no knowledge, no, no facts. She just goes around blurting stuff. And then she has a whole team of people. I mean, the whole Democratic Party are behind her to go clean up her mess and, and change definitions just to make what she said sound right. Now, the church has Instead to be... Instead of them just slapping their own head and saying, my God, who is this woman? Let's get rid of her. They run around trying to act like somebody in a, in a parade with the pooper scooper, you know, falling behind the elephants and the horses <laughs> to clean up the mess and try to change definitions of what she's... You know, she's calling, she's calling uh, these uh, camps on the border where the, where the illegal aliens are coming into, she's calling them concentration camps. And everybody jumped on her about that and said, concentration camps, you're talking about Nazi Germany, uh, how dare you? And now they've got all kind of Democrat lawyers saying, well, the official definition of a concentration camp is where someone is just held against their will. Nonsense. They've just got people going out trying to make these knotheads and morons look like they've got some sense. Well, all the more reason, the Church of the Lord Jesus Makes Christ. Makes me want to stand up and wave the flag and, and <laughs> sing the Star Spangled Banner and, and Amazing re grace. recite the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag. Oh, I know. And, you know, we're living in those days that Paul told Timothy about. And I encourage all of you to go back and read that over here. And, uh, you know, what all the, those wonderful things. In fact, any church leader really needs to read First and Second Timothy and Titus a couple times a year and just realize that God's trying to warn us and trying to tell us um, the day and the hour that we live in and how treacherous the season is in Second in, uh, Timothy chapter 3. But understand this, that in the last days uh, will come and they will set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. I mean, just the psychology of this kind of treason and um, attack on the church oh, absolutely. and attack on authority and attack on uh, just the value of our military and the value of people that are out there every day giving their lives to protect us, the police, you know, sure. firemen, all of sure. these people that when you read that, how many things you said? There were 36 different things. Almost 50 things that the Apostle Paul said to Timothy that uh, would happen in the last days when the, when the perilous right. times come. When the perilous times and they're here. In. Yeah, <laughs> they're here. You know, and they're here. And some of the, well, even some of the things like, like that they'll be disobedient to parents. Right. Isn't that amazing? And Paul said, here's a sign of those perilous times. They'll be disobedient to parents. 
Yeah, willing. It said one of the things here. It says they they're not willing to give any truce or appeasement. In other words, they they, they oh, won't no. even oh, no. they you know they don't even want to work with anybody. And it's such a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. It says mindset. they'll be un, unthankful. 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 Boy, is that a, well, well, Isn't well. that amazing? You know, if if you'll go and read these things, so they'll be despisers of those that are good. Good. Isn't that is, shocking? Is, is that in your daily headlines today? They despise well, the church. And they despise those of us who do good. Well, it's like that whole chapter over there in Proverbs that if you read it, <laughs> and they're you holding think up about... signs in the street now saying we 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 honor no God. You know, we trust no God. Well, you know, because we say in God, in God we trust. Well, now right. they're holding up signs saying we trust in no God. Well, I mean, they're just they're just the sign of the times. Well, they really are. Proverbs 28, practically the whole chapter, if you read it in context, thinking about this generation that we live in, it's all about politics, and it's all about leaders, and it's all about people that, that uh, despise authority and despise um, any kind, put, and put no value on other human beings other than our godless uh, exaltation of our humanistic concept of that we are the you know masters of everything we created sure. everything it's like you said about even climate change i mean there are fools that think <laughs> they can yeah, there's fools that think they can just men can destroy the world and there's other fools that think man can save it well and here we are as christians what do you say to things like that what do you say to people that that talk to you about these things do you have a ready answer as the bible says you've got to have a ready answer from the word of god and you've got to be bold and like ezekiel said jeremiah said we can't be afraid of their faces no of course not and we can't be quiet uh, Isaiah said, you that bring good news and good tidings, Isaiah, I think, 42, he says, you get up on the high places and you tell people the truth and you don't let other people talk you down, intimidate you. You know, it, 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 the time for being silent and, oh, bless their hearts. Well, I didn't want to start something. I, I mean, my attitude anymore is you, you better walk in wisdom. And you better be in the right place at the right time. And you need to be full of the Holy Ghost so that at any moment God can use you to influence a situation. Oh, absolutely. To rescue the perishing, care for the dying, as, as that old song says, so that we are in the position of influence everywhere we go. The Apostle Paul said, Terry, he was out every day in the defense of the gospel. Yeah, right. He right. was out every day in the defense of the gospel. And that's how you and I have to wake up every day as we are out living our lives uh, in every situation and, and taking our children to school, uh, going to our businesses and our neighborhoods. We, our life, we are living letters known and read of all men and we're to be in defense of the gospel of the Lord Jesus oh, Christ. You know, I preached this last Sunday. We were with our dear oh, friends. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Darryl Marvelous. Daryl and Catherine <laughs> wow. Smith. What a service. Cornerstone in Corpus Christi or in Flower Bluff, actually. Right. And, uh, and the Spirit of God moved on me to minister a message on the importance and the impact of partnership and, and telling the people how vital they were, the church right. people, how vital they were exactly. as partners with their pastor, as partners in their church, uh, as partners together, the church standing together, That's then right. all the churches standing together, and us being partners together with God. Yeah. That we're partners, co-laborers uh, co in together. the gospel, the Bible says. And if if the Christians would stand up and speak, the Bible says we should speak the same thing in love. The Bible says, how can two walk together lest we be agreed? Exactly. Uh, Jesus says, where two of you agree, such a one thing it's so. 
and if two or three are gathered, then I'll be there in the midst of you. How all wonderful. those all those scriptures <laughs> on agreement and, yes. and partnership and, and, and there being more than one, being two there right. or three there, uh, a threefold cord, uh, Ecclesiastes said, is hardly broken. Exactly. Uh, if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put right, ten thousand right. to flight. <laughs> and if the church would stand up and speak the same thing in love, and wow. if, uh, we, we'd control all the elections. No, that's right. We'd control the White House. We'd control the Supreme Court. We'd control the courthouse. We'd control the schoolhouse. Exactly. Uh, we'd control the church house. We'd control our house. Uh, but but with everybody standing up wanting to do their own thing and say, well, oh, now here's right. what I think and here's what I believe. And it, you know, I've said for so many years, Renee, and it always makes people in the church, some of them mad when I say this, that, that with God, uh, a Christian doesn't get a vote. No, that's right. You, you don't get a vote on the Bible. You don't get a vote <laughs> on the scriptures. You don't get an opinion. You don't get to say, well, God, I don't like that. Well, I don't believe that. Well, I'm not going to. No, your job is to salute, stand up at attention and salute and say, yes, sir, I'm, I'm here uh, at your command. Jesus was a so, knew he was a soldier under command. That's right. They, they asked him in Luke chapter 4, they said, Jesus, you preached good over there the other night. How about going back and doing a three-day seminar? He said, no, I, I must go to the next cities also, for thereunto am I sent. He knew he was a sent one. He knew that he wasn't doing his own thing. He knew that he didn't get a vote. He didn't get a choice. He didn't get an opinion. He was a, he was a soldier under command, sent right. to do a job. And that's all, that's all he did. He said, no, I can't. He said, I don't, I don't say what I want to say. I only Isn't say what I hear my father say. Well, he said, I don't do what I want to do. I only do what sure. I see my father do. He said, I didn't come to do my own will. I came to do the will of him that sent me. And if the church would stand up like that and say, we are Christians. We <laughs> speak one mind, one, mind. one thought, yeah. one phrase, one word, one voice. We declare what God says. We believe the Bible. And here's what the Bible says. And if we would do that, we'd control every election there is. And we'd, no, we'd cause right. this nation to turn around and, uh, and, and, and take its, its godly nature and its godly future and destiny that it's supposed to have. That's right. Amen. I believe that. I know that These men that pledge their lives, their, their fortunes, fortunes, and their, their sacred, sacred honor. honor. And that's really, I mean, that could, that's scripture. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're supposed to do, to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Absolutely. That, you know, we used to sing in church, Terry, all the time, I'll go where you want me to oh, go. Yeah. I'll do what you yeah, want me to I'll do. Say I'll say what you want me, what to, you say, want me yeah. to say. And yet I, I'm so concerned what I've seen, you and I have seen, uh, and a lot of other our friends have seen, that there's such a fragility among the people of God that they want the pastor to speak to them a certain way oh, and yeah. they want everybody to treat them just right and we're so don't, emotionally don't talk about sin. yeah we're so emotionally and mentally fragile when we go to church and yet I, I think the hypocrisy of it all is that so many of those same people will go pay good money and sit in a theater to watch every kind of vile evil murderous bloody Oh yeah, brains splattered on the yeah, wall. Yeah, every kind of evil, and and sit in their homes and do the same thing, rent movies and do everything, watch every kind of movie, and then hear every kind of curse word that they they could possibly hear, and then come to church and the pastor preach the truth off the pages of the Word of God, and they're offended. And they're offended. <laughs> I just think you are you're a borderline fool. I just I can't help you. I don't know anything to do for well, it you. It goes back to Psalms one nineteen that great peace have they that love, love thy, thy law, law. <laughs> and nothing <laughs> and nothing, nothing shall offend them. Oh my! You if know, you're we... <laughs> offendable. You're uh, 
you won't be teachable you're not or correctable. Loving, you're not loving the law of God. Well, and, the word and of God. I was reading a fresh and a new, you know, Proverbs again, uh, just over the, you know, just this week, last week, with a new uh, objective. I wanted, I was counting verses on for a certain thing I wanted to learn about, and I was looking at how they were said and how the vocabulary that was used in them, and I just see so many things in there, Terry, where, where, where people, when they don't think right, you know, Brother Hagen's book, Right and Wrong Thinking. Sure. When people don't think right about what we're reading and we're reading it from another mindset uh, in order to uh, give comfort to our own emotional things we're we're not going to get the revelation off this page off these pages dean said years ago when we first started our church there in corpus christi he said you know I don't think the real enemy of the church is the devil. He said, I think it's the mindset of the community. Yeah, the mindset of men. <laughs> and, and, and you have to submit your thoughts to the Lord to, through the Word of God and let God begin to correct you. And, but everything that he does, you know, we know from Isaiah 55 that he says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. And my, for my thoughts are higher than yeah. your thoughts, your ways are and not your my ways, ways are not my ways. For my ways yeah. are higher yeah. than your ways. So there, there should be with the Christian that we're always pressing. I was, you and I were reading out loud in the car driving up here, Philippians chapter three. Paul said, "Therefore I don't, I haven't attained to it, but I'm always pressing." Right, I'm always shooting at the mark. I'm, he says, "I'm pressing towards that mark, and I want to apprehend him." Uh, you know, in the way he's he's sought out to apprehend him me and right, bring me closer right. to him and it's just such an amazing beautiful relationship that we have with a with a god that is all powerful omniscient omnipresent omnipotent and yet we want to be such cowards in the face of our own generation that wants to come and steal the things of the gospel away from us well, that can't absolutely. be right no of course not that can't be right the, the church like you said we've got to stand up step up speak up and we've got to be very valiant, put on that armor of God, like you were saying. We're under command. Yes. We're not going to do our own thing. We are soldiers under command. Yeah, we, we're not going to do our own thing. We don't do our own thing. No, we're no. here to do the will of him that sent us. You know, it's just like whenever whenever the, the, the news media asks Christians a question, or when, or when friends or our enemies ask a Christian a question, usually try to trap them and say, well, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about this? Well, do you think a Muslim can go to heaven? Or what do you think about homosexuality? What do you think about this? You know, the, the Christian's answer should always be, uh, should never be, well, here's what I think. Right. Well, here's exactly. my opinion. No, a Christian's answer, <laughs> a Christian should never utter those words, here's what I think, or here's my opinion. What, what a Christian should always say is, well, I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible. Exactly. Here's what the Bible says on that subject. And then quote what the Bible says. I'm a Christian. Christians believe the Bible. I don't get an opinion. I don't get a vote. I just have to agree with what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says so about accepting Jesus. Uh, anybody can go to heaven if they'll accept Jesus. But Jesus himself said that I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, I'm the resurrection, I'm the door. No man comes to the Father but by me. So when somebody says, well, can a Muslim go to heaven? Can a Catholic go to heaven? Can a can a Buddhist go to heaven? Can a can a dog go to heaven? I mean, can, whatever. Then our answer shouldn't be, well, here's what I think. Right. Our answer should be, well, sure, Jesus said. Jesus said. Jesus. Remember Jesus? <laughs> Jesus said, no man comes to the Father but by me. So if you want to go to heaven, you've got to do it by Jesus. If you're going to go to right. that go to the Father, you've got to get through at the door, and Jesus is the door. Well, and it seems just so rationally simple that 
you know, different religions of the world, they say, well, if you'll, if you'll go blow up 45 people, uh, then you get to go to heaven and you've got, what, 76 versions waiting on you. In other words, you've got to go destroy life to get your, save your own life to go to heaven. Where Christianity is just a simple, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus and Christ Jesus is, is Lord. Lord. Yep. You know, that, that the sacrifice is, is nothing compared to, like Paul says, gaining that priceless privilege, that overwhelming preciousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's such a simple thing, and it can be done so privately in a human heart with just an an admission and then a simple confession out of your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe he did raise from the dead. And and know that in your heart, God comes and lives in there. And it didn't require you to, to climb up a mountain on your knees on glass or to or to strap yourself to a cross and whip yourself. I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways that, that religion always wants to do harm to you. You've got to cut your hair off, or you've got to shave your beard, or you've got to, or you've got to wear just a certain kind of clothing. Or not shave your beard. Or not shave your beard. Or you've got to put on certain kinds of clothes, or you can't wear certain kinds of clothes. I mean, all these silly things about always religion. Always call those a clothesline gospel. <laughs> yeah, a clothesline gospel. That's not us. Hey, I want to say this before, yes, we, before we go. You mentioned Dean Garner a while ago. You're your first husband and my dear, dear, dear friend. And uh, yesterday was the seventh year, right? the seventh anniversary of Dean's going to heaven. Exactly. And, yes, it uh, was. And uh, July the 2nd. And, uh, you know, Dean was such a great guy and such a great pastor and such a great, you know, husband and father and grandfather. And, and he was my best friend and hunting buddy and fishing buddy. And I just always... Uh, we talk about Dean, and we talk about my wife Jackie. We talk about Dean and Jackie every day. That's right. Uh, they're not the yes, ele- they're did. not the elephant in the room that we ignore and act like, hey, we're not going to mention their name. No, no, no. They were part of our lives and part of our families and our kids and our well everything. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted to to say that uh, yesterday was the seventh anniversary of Dean's going to heaven, and we love him, we miss him, and uh, we're right. uh, uh, you know last not last week but the week before last on the podcast. We did a whole section on grief. Right. And uh, I'd like you listening to us today on the podcast. Go back and listen to two podcasts ago. I think we, I think I titled it an old missionary's take on grief or something like that. And it's not extensive. It's not, it's not full blown. It's just some thoughts uh, that, that go really against the grain today of, uh, of, uh, of grief. And, uh, you know, we're not supposed to let the devil, uh, destroy us with grief. We're not supposed to let a spirit of grief That's right. get on us and torment us and control us, but we do grieve. That's you know, right. we do mourn. Paul said, you know, we mourn just like everybody else mourns. He said, now we don't mourn uh, like the world mourns in the fact that they don't have a hope and we do. He said, so our mourning is different than theirs is, right. but, but we still mourn. You know, and Jesus we said, sure uh, Jesus said, weep with those that weep, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and costly, the Bible says costly, a precious, costly is the death of a saint. Uh, I mean, when when it's like when Dean died, uh, that that cost the kingdom of God. It didn't just cost you no, and your right. kids and your grandkids. It didn't just cost me as as my friend. It didn't just it cost the church. Uh, I mean, he pastored a great church. It, it cost all those church people, but it also cost whoever he would have gotten saved in the future, whoever no, he would have right. he would have prayed for, whoever he would have taught the word of God to, or. Whoever he would have gotten saved, if they got somebody saved, if they got somebody, there's there's a cost. 
Anyway, I'd like y'all to go back and listen to it, and then let Renee and I know what you think about it, because I'm, I'm, people are asking me to do a book on grief, and I'm seriously considering doing it. Uh, and uh, so y'all, sure uh, they're listening to us folks. today. Uh, listen, go back and listen to it. Take some notes, uh, some thoughts, whatever, and then uh, shoot us what you think about it and uh, uh, how it affected you and so on and so forth. And I know there's people that are losing people every day. I mean, people are dying every day, and uh, it, it affects different people different ways. But grief is a real thing, and, uh, and it's okay to grieve, and we all grieve differently, but it is not okay to let that spirit of grief come on you and that's torment right. you and beat you up and uh, ruin your life. Well, and that's, that's where we all can come in and help. And uh, we, Terry and I are always encouraging people to be parts of local churches so that, so that there can be people there to kind of just be there. Yeah, I got off the event. track while we were talking about last week. I talked about being a part of the church. So you're right. a partner with your pastor. You're a partner with the other church people. And, uh, and, and you're a partner with your finances. You're a partner with your prayers. You're a partner with your attendance. And we had one of our dear friends, longtime friends, contact us after, the, after that sermon. She watched it online. And she said uh, it just helped her tremendously because she said she's, she's attending now. Uh, used to attend your church, but she's attending now uh, in another town, a really large church, a really huge church, great church, good church, good pastor. Uh, and she said, you know, sometimes it feels like you can get lost in those great big huge churches. But she said by the sermon that I did last Sunday on being a partner, said it just really helped her. Uh, and solidified her position there that she realizes, hey, I, I'm important to this church. I, I, I go to this church. I'm, I'm partner with my pastor. Uh, and, and, you know, you and I need partners in the ministry. Of course, we have partners that help send us around the world That's right. uh, and give to us monthly and, and, and help us do the things God that we do. Them. And some people give for, for projects, you know, and they'll say, right. hey, Terry, when you're going somewhere, I want to help pay for the trip. You know, I just got a phone call. We just got the phone a while ago. Uh, a real exciting thing is, is that right. uh, most of y'all that know us know that for 20 years, I've been ministering to pastors in Romania, uh, or over 20 years. And, uh, and so for years, sometimes I just fight with them and fuss with them and, and teach them the word of faith and the word of God. And it just messed them up because they were taught traditions and they'd fight about it and fuss about <laughs> it. And, uh, and they didn't, you know, they beat their wives, physically beat their wives with their fists, you know, and I told them they couldn't do that. And, and they didn't like women preaching. And I had Renee come over there and preach. Uh, and just so many things that it was just a tough, uh, a tough road, but but here after these twenty years that we've been ministering the word, Thank I mean God. just plowing and plowing and plowing and plowing, uh, they finally uh, two years ago broke away. Four hundred right. of them of those pastors, Romanian right. pastors, broke away from their denomination. They call it a union from their union, uh, and they've started a new denomination, a new union, uh, based on the word of faith that we've taught that them wonderful? all these years. And That's so right. uh, I just got off the phone, Renee and I got off the phone just a few minutes ago, uh, them saying, please come over here and help us. Please come. Could you come this fall? So we told them we could come in November. And so we're looking to go in November right. and uh, <laughs> minister to these several hundred right. uh, ministers from right. in a whole new light. All of a sudden, instead of going in there and being a punching bag and them no, yelling at me and right. saying, that's not right. And I have to explain from the Bible why it is right. Now they're actually going to come and... <laughs> agree and listen and, uh, and, and and you know our partners help us do that no, that's you know, right. it'll cost us a lot of money to do that in November and we're, we're going to have to start all <laughs> believing already you that's know right. to go and yeah. for the airline tickets and the hotels and the rental cars and then and then paying for those pastors hotel and paying for the pastors food it'll food. cost us you know I don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of $40,000 or well, so and you, you, uh, have, you have the pastors 
bring their wives. Oh yeah, I want so them to bring the, their wives the so wives those ladies can hear are, are there the word of God. Equally yoked with equally their yoked, husbands. Yes. And then for the first time uh, a year, two years ago now, you called down the women yep. and we laid hands on those little sweet, oh, wonderful, precious, precious pastors Romanian wives. pastors They cried wives. and cried. Nobody had ever done that for them before. And it was just an, an amazing situation. So, you know, this is, this is real missionary effort and this is And then, real. of course, we have our orphanages there. And so yeah. anyway, our partners help us do that. And we're and, so grateful uh, we appreciate for the partnership. Our partners. And of course, we're always needing new partners. That's but, right. Uh, we're we're excited. But anyway, it's it's time for us to go. And I know everybody's going to have hot dogs and fireworks <laughs> tomorrow and celebrate America's America. birthday and the flag, yes. the flag, the flag, the flag. That's and, right. Uh, the national anthem. We don't anthem. need cowards like Colin Kaepernick or whatever his name is taking a <laughs> knee and saying, "I hate the flag, I hate the tennis shoes, and I hate Betsy Ross, and I hate." Well, that's just nonsense, uh, and we just appreciate our founding fathers and appreciate our history and that's appreciate right. those that bled and died to give us that flag and to protect that flag. I'm a veteran myself. I don't appreciate anybody mistreating that flag. And uh, tomorrow's 4th of July, America's birthday, so happy birthday, America. God Amen. bless America. Well, and just remember this, too. You know, when, when, when David's wife criticized him for dancing before the ark, he said, I'll even be more vile. Oh, sure. And I think that's the way the church needs to be. The, I was the more they try criticism. to silence us, the more, the more bold we need to be. I was thinking of, of another criticism scripture. It says in Numbers 11, or I think it was 11, maybe it's, yeah, 11. So when the people complained, yeah. uh, God just killed them. <laughs> well, Psalm 105 says, when they murmured in their tents, he sent snakes among them. Well, there you go. So, you know, there it's you not go. good to have a bad attitude. You ought to have the joy of the Lord, and you need to be bold, be strong, sometimes for the Lord I, thy some, God is with I you. Sometimes I miss the Old Testament. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Well, God bless you all. Have a blessed, wonderful, safe 4th of July. And we pray that your that everything that your family gets together, there'll be the peace and joy of the Lord, and everyone will enjoy themselves. And we'll go into this weekend knowing that we are the people of God, and we are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you. See you next time. Bye bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.